0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about enjoying unhealthy food, okay? Because it's the holiday season. You're going to be eating more unhealthy food, most likely. And there's nothing wrong with that, okay? So we just want to talk about how to enjoy it, giving yourself permission to enjoy these foods. Because I find enjoying the food is actually a really important part of weight loss, right? What do I mean? I think sometimes if we're always trying to restrict ourselves and we never actually enjoy the food there's always this feeling that we're missing out. And so we always kind of keep stoking subconsciously this desire for the foods, all right? So when we actually allow ourselves, okay, I'm gonna eat these cookies and I'm really going to enjoy them, um, it does two really important things. The first thing is you, you really enjoy it. Okay, and I think that's so important. Our brain's a pleasure-seeking mechanism. We can't live a reality where we never allow ourselves to feel pleasure. If you try living that reality, most of the time what's gonna happen is you're finally just gonna go overboard with it, and you're gonna enjoy it one way or the other, and you're gonna go overboard with it. So if you actually allow yourself to enjoy it, this leads to the second thing, a lot of times what's gonna happen is you're actually gonna eat better, okay? So when you actually allow yourself to enjoy the food and you're not, you know, because sometimes when like, we don't wanna eat the cookies, okay, but here I go, I'm eating the cookies. Now all of a sudden we go into like this weird denial thing and say, okay, I gotta get rid of all the cookies so I can just finish them and then start over again. But the other way to do it is we eat the cookies, we enjoy them, and a lot of times I say, a couple cookies is fine. That's the sweet spot, you know, cause we're in this present grounded state as opposed to this this thing where we feel like we're doing something wrong. And as soon as we feel like we're doing something wrong, we're like, oh, okay, okay, I need everything so get, get it over with. Okay, we let go of that. And so actually learning how to enjoy unhealthy foods is so important to master your weight. We need to make your weight mastery about pleasure. You see, so many people, when they think about losing weight, they think it's going to be this miserable process where they never get to enjoy anything again. So when you start sending yourself the message, no, I can eat unhealthy foods and enjoy the hell out of them, and I can lose weight. How do you do it? You get more value out of when you eat the unhealthy foods. If you're eating unhealthy foods and you're beating yourself up the whole time, that's not the highest form of value you can or pleasure you can experience from it, okay? So when you start giving yourself permission to actually enjoy these foods, again, it, it changes everything and you'll see it. Right? Because you're not just in this state where you always, because you're always guilty, right? You always feel guilty or ashamed or frustrated with yourself when you're eating healthy stuff, but you're going to do it sometimes, anyways. So instead of feeling bad about it, set aside that time to eat those foods and enjoy the hell out of them. Again, it's transformative. So I hope you keep this in mind. So again, what it comes down to really in terms of enjoying unhealthy foods is giving yourself permission, right? Just letting yourself enjoy them. And I want you to play with this because it is transformative. It's something you probably have not done in a very long time. And so I just want you to play with it. Next time you're going to eat something unhealthy, again, just let yourself do it. And almost I'll get to take it a step further with technique is eat like a gourmet. You know, whatever you're reading, don't just eat it mindlessly, eat it and get as much enjoyment out of it as possible. Um, look at the presentation, notice the the smells of it. Um, as you're reading it, eat it slowly and really savor the flavors, enjoy it, okay? And as you approach it this way, it, again, it, it just changes everything. This is something you probably have not done in a long time because a lot of times when people are eating unhealthy stuff, it's, it's the foundation of it is, is guilt and shame and frustration and anger and all this other emotional stuff that's negative. Let that go. Enjoy the food. And then when you're ready to get back on track with your eating, you're going to feel a sense of satisfaction. Okay. Test it out because <laughs> you're going to eat the foods anyways. Okay. So it's not like, you know, listen, it'd be a different story if you're like, oh, I, I don't eat unhealthy foods. And you just don't eat them. But a lot of people don't want to eat unhealthy foods and then they eat them. And even when they're eating them, they're not getting the value out of it. They're not getting the pleasure out of it right? And so now they they eat the bag of cookies, but they ate them guilty, ashamed, all the rest of it. And they're like, that wasn't even enjoyable. And now it's on to the next food, okay? So when you actually internalize and experience the enjoyment of it, it changes things. So I want you to play with that, okay? And now we got holidays coming up. Now's the perfect time to play with it. Really enjoy the things you're doing, even if they're not the healthiest thing, because in the long run, they're going to help you. And we'll talk about that in future podcasts. But the first job here is to just enjoy the unhealthy foods and have a nice time with them. Okay. And notice how that feels because it's going to be different than what you typically do. So do that and pay attention to it. So I hope this helps you out. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Um, heart, heart wires, let me shift this over a little bit. I got this new podcast setup, So I'm working. I'm trying to get it all working. Cause there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> All right. Heart, Heart and Wires. I listen to your podcast every day at work. That's awesome. I, I appreciate you listening. Thank you. Um, leave me a review. Anyone listens to the podcast, listen to the reviews because uh, it helps me out. Um, Richard says, what if the food is healthy and you can't eat it because you get fat? Um, what if the food is healthy and you can't eat it because you get fat? Um, well, I mean, you know, you got to be specific, right? It, it's, it's very rarely the food that's the problem. It's more often... I shouldn't say that. It's more often the amount you're eating, right? So if you're eating healthy foods, it's not that you shouldn't eat healthy foods. It's that you want to regulate how much of it you're eating. And typically healthier foods are easier to regulate, right? So technically, I mean, you know, I I think some guy just did this not long ago, but I think he like lost a bunch of weight just eating Twinkies. So you can eat complete trash and still lose weight. Your weight is a reflection of the average calories you're bringing in. And so... Don't get me wrong. I mean, if you eat processed foods, it's a lot harder to regulate the calories. If you're eating whole natural foods, it's a lot easier. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it comes down to the regulation of calories, okay? Um, but, yeah, so the food's healthy and you can't eat because you get fat. That's That doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, you can eat the healthy food. You just have to work on how much of it you're eating. That's what I would say to that. Um Hart & says, I was on an amazing five-month roll and for the last three weeks haven't been working out or eating better. How do you come back from a rut without going back to old? That's a great question, too, and I would say right now is not the time to do that. Okay, This is what I'm saying. This is why I make a a podcast about um, how to to enjoy unhealthy foods because vacations, holidays are really, in my opinion, not the time to try and lose weight. I refer to this period as a minimize the damage um, period vacation holidays um, because I want you to enjoy what I've seen work the best. This is why I'm saying I want this for you. What I've seen work the best for my clients and myself is when we are eating the unhealthier foods, we're drinking more alcohol perhaps, um, but we're not going crazy with it. So again, I refer to this in another way. There's the, Most people when it comes to their weight loss are all or nothing right? They're all or nothing. And so they're doing perfect. And all of a sudden the holidays come up and they get off track and now they're nothing. And so what I want you to do is I want you to be all or something. Program yourself then to all about being all or something. And the holidays are the perfect time to practice that. So it's this gray area you live in where you're not eating perfect, but you're also not going crazy with the eating either. Right, you're staying somewhere in the middle. So that's what I would suggest to you. You've had a great five months, so that's super. The holidays come, holidays are tough. They're anchored into you from childhood that we eat extra, that we enjoy ourselves more, all the rest of it. So I don't see any purpose in fighting against that. I see a purpose in starting to think. Now you got five months behind you. You wanna start thinking in a year long time. And you wanna have 11 months of the year you're on track. And then when the December comes with the holidays, you enjoy yourself some more. Okay. I think it's really important, you know, because again, well, we, we, I don't know if you're not in the program and understand this, but in program yourself, then we talk about a five, two model of eating. And so we have five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. And so this is basically a version of that for the year. We want to have clean eating periods. And then we have times where we take our foot off the gas a little bit. That is just as important to your weight mastery as being clean with your eating. So I would say, the way I would look at it is say, great job with the five months. Now here we are in December, um, which is a time when, again, you're just so conditioned. The holidays ought to be the last thing you master when it comes to your weight, in my opinion. And so you've got five months of foundation under you where you've put those skills in. Here comes the holidays. Enjoy yourself, again, minimizing the damage, not going wild with it, knowing that when January comes around, you're gonna re-get back on track. And I've seen that work very well. Um, And if you're following me, again, we'll be talking about how to get back on track. All right. Um, But again, yeah, if anyone's any questions, feel free to ask them. Um, Oh, goodness. I'm absolutely all or nothing blaming my personality. Yeah. Well, listen, all or nothing. um, I wouldn't blame your personality. I would just say that you haven't been exposed to a better strategy. Um, The dieting, all the dieting mindset makes you all or nothing. And that's part of the whole thing. Um, But I wouldn't say it's your personality as much as it is. It's just a shitty strategy. It really is because you could be all or nothing. See, dieters think in short term time frames. They say, I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. And so it's, it's a short term time frame that you're thinking in. And so when we think in short term time, time frames, we can be all or nothing, right? You can be perfect for a little while. And that's how you think about your weight loss. You think you're going to start day one and you're going to be perfect until you reach your goal weight. And so it's a short term time frame. So I can do that. Um, But, of course, your goal is not just to lose weight. You want to live at your goal weight, right? And the truth is that being perfect is almost impossible anyways. This is one of the biggest mistakes dieters make because when you think you're going to be perfect, any mistake feels catastrophic. And so this all-or-nothing mindset is complete horseshit. It's the worst mindset you can have when it comes to weight because you want to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. There is not a person on the planet who's going to be perfect for the rest of their lives. And if you think you're going to be perfect with your reading and your lifestyle forever, you're completely wrong. Why would you believe that? Because if you look at your history, there's been no perfection. Outside of a couple days, a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, one or two times, you're never perfect. No one's perfect. So you need to start being more accurate and real with how you're thinking about things. Dieters are classic. Again, dieting marketing is built around the false hope syndrome, that you're going to start your plan tomorrow, be perfect, and you're going to get fast, amazing results quicker than you could ever imagine. It's horseshit. It's total horseshit. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, how many diets have you tried and they haven't worked? Your friends, people you know, dieting is officially ineffective, right? We live in a country with 82% of the population is overweight or obese. It's estimated 82 to 95% of people put the weight back on after they lose it with a diet. So that all or nothing mindset, while it, it it's it makes you feel good because it makes you feel like, well, as soon as I start my plan, I'm just going to be perfect with it. No, you're not. And again, I don't know how long you've been trying to lose weight, but the all or nothing mindset is is horseshit. It's not your personality. It's just that you haven't heard about the all or something mindset, which is a way better mindset when it comes to weight loss and ultimately weight mastery. <laughs> but anyways, um, HeartWires said, I appreciate panicking a little since the scale has gone up. Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry if the scale goes up a little bit during the holidays, folks. Learning how to manage that is such an important piece of the puzzle. Again, going back to dieting mindset, people intuitively... Not into it. Again, this isn't a natural intuition. It's it's dieting minds. You have to understand we've all been exposed to millions of diet ads in our lives. And it's turned our brains into mashed potatoes when it comes to thinking about weight loss. And so people like to think that, um, you know, it's going to be they're going to start their diet and they're going to be a straight line of success to their goal weight. I have rarely seen that be the case okay there's a thing called the planning fallacy it's a cognitive bias we have where again our brain just wants to think of the best case scenario because that's the easiest thing to think about so the easiest thing to think about is day one i start and i get right to my goal weight that rarely happens it's much more a a uppity jaggedy ups and downs and plateaus and all the rest of it i'm sorry to tell you that but that's just that's the reality of it that i've seen and so learning how to manage the holidays when we put a little bit of weight on is actually really valuable because if your only motivation to lose weight is watching that scale go down, you're in big trouble because what happens when you get to your goal weight? And it was all oh, it out then. No, you won't because what you're doing is you're trading the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. That's your motivation. And as soon as the scale stops going down or you plateau for a week or two, you notice you get really panicky. Okay, so you've got to find other motivations for why you want to live healthy, eat better, lose weight that go beyond just the scale going down, looking different. Because, again, eventually the goal is not to lose weight. The goal is to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. It's a completely different goal. And that goal ultimately has you living at the same weight. There's no movement in the scale. So you better have some other motivation than just watching the scale go down. You you say, Oh, Jim, I'm different. When I get to my goal, I'm going to figure it out. Well, why? I don't know. Again, 95%, 99, 90% of people that lose weight, put it back on. So, you know, it's, it's, there's no, I know you think, (laughs) I know you believe once I get to my goal, I'll figure it out. But the numbers say that's not true. Your experience, I know you've lost weight before and you put it back on that. It's just not true. You need to plan for your maintenance right now. At day one, you need to start thinking about your maintenance. And part of that maintenance is how am I going to stay motivated when the scale stops moving when I'm at my goal weight? It's a different thing. Um, how do you stop spiraling out of control when the scale goes up during the holidays? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you frame it out. Again, you, you zoom out a little bit and look at the context. So if you've been doing amazing for five months, how much weight have you lost in five months? Right, so let me know that because then I'll, that'll help my answer to you. Um I'm getting there with the correct mindset, but as you've said, there is this fear, years of the bad diet messages. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just takes a while, and that's another message I know you don't want to hear, because every diet message you've heard is short, short, short time frame, as fast as possible, quickest, quickest responses. Okay, so that person says 15 kilograms, okay? So that's pretty substantial weight loss. That's really great. And so, you know, if you put, yeah, yeah. So if you if you lose 30 pounds over five, let's just say last six months, you've lost 30 pounds and and now, okay, now you're last, you're, you got 10 pounds left. This person's lost 30 pounds. They got 10 pounds left. And maybe during the holidays, you'll put five pounds on. Who gives a shit? I look at the big picture. Because now you've got five months of habits and routines and patterns that you know that are working for you, okay? And then so during the holidays, you put a little bit of weight on. That's normal and natural. January comes back and you go right back to what you were doing. You can do it, okay? But again, what we wanna do during this holiday time is enjoy yourself, put a couple pounds on, Um, but stick to some of the core strategies you use to lose the weight. You're not going to be as perfect with them, but you want to still maintain some of them so that when January rolls around, you can kick right back into them, okay? But great job. So you've done a great job with the weight loss, right? Listening to me all the time, listen to the podcast, right? So you got a good mindset. You're not the person you were in the past when you lost the weight. You've got a foundation, which is your mindset now. So you're in a different spot than you've ever been. And I want you to keep reminding yourself of that. That's a big part of, um, of, of actually mastering your weight, not just losing it. Cause what most people struggle with is not the weight loss piece. The big problem is the mindset. Most people have two mindsets. You've got an overweight mindset and you've got a diet mindset. And best case scenario for people is they diet themselves down to their goal weight, but the same problem exists. You still got an overweight mindset and a diet mindset. You never learn how to have a thin and healthy mindset. Okay. But you do have a thin, healthy mind. So you've been listening to the podcast. So this is different than the past times you've done this. And I want you to keep reinforcing that. And you're going to prove it to yourself in January when you start January 1st and you're down, you know, uh, you know, 12, 13 kilos, you know, over the year. And now you're ready to start again. You feel good. You're renewed. You enjoyed the holidays and now you're ready to kick it, you know, kick it into gear again. Okay. That's how I want you thinking about it. All right. Um, Jenny says I lost 45 pounds so far. Your videos have helped me on my journey. That's awesome. I'm, I'm so happy about that. I, I love this. I get these stories all the time and my clients get even better results. But again, I, I'm here to help you all out. When you start focusing on your mindset in terms of how to lose weight, that is the secret. That's the missing ingredient for you. I guarantee it. Your mindset is the biggest, um, the biggest, biggest impact on your weight, bigger than your genetics. Uh, metabolism, insulin resistance, menopause, Hashimoto's, any of that shit. Mindset is number one by a mile in terms of what's controlling your weight. Um, yeah, Heart and Wire says, yeah, this is recorded for the podcast. So I do these every day. This week's been a little squishy because of the holidays and stuff. But um, pretty much every every day at noon, and this will be the new year too. That's why I'm kind of practicing with new... Um, I'm streaming this all over the place. And that's my goal for 24 here is that every day, weekday, we do live calls, uh, at noon. Okay. And they're completely free. They're on the podcast, which is program yourself. Then, um, if you're not in my world on my email list, make sure you go to my bio, um, whichever app you're watching this on click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you and watch the training I give you, Three Steps to Master Your Weight, um, all free. And then I email you every day. Got a lot of cool stuff happening next week and the week, um, really all all the new year. But I got a lot of specific things based around the new year next week and the first week of the year. Um, So go check those out, all right? I'm bear says, love listening to the podcast to and from work. It's like brainwashing myself. Yeah, that's the point. That's what I want to do. I'm brainwashing you in a good way. Right. We we've all been conditioned to a lifetime of shitty bad brainwashing from the diet industry, the food industry, um, and even honestly a little bit of the medical industry. I love doctors, I love medicine. Um, but you know, listen, it's a for profit model, right? Where they treat the symptoms and not find the cure. So um, yeah, if you listen to me regularly, you're going to start losing weight easily and comfortably. That's how it works. <laughs> right? I'm doing very specific things. Uh, I'm not just sharing information. I My goal is to communicate in a way that really actually impacts you and helps you get results. Okay. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, the more you listen to me, the better results you get. That's what Program Yourself Then is. I mean, it really is... You know, it, it's daily hypnosis sessions. I teach you certain strategies and techniques to really help you take control of your mindset. Um, but yeah, listening to the podcast as well is very, very helpful. Um, and that's even cool. Like even the new year, I'm, I'm working on programs right now. I've got, if you don't know, I, I have my main program is Program Yourself Then um, with coaching. I coach, you know, there's group coaching calls twice a week. That's kind of my big program. I've been offering that all year. Um, But I got some new programs coming for people that can't make that investment um, that'll give you an opportunity to work um, with me and and have me help you out on a deeper level. Um, Great advice from age 14 to age 62. I've done it wrong now at 63. I'm getting it right. Thank you. Great job, Nora. Yeah, it's never too late, okay? Because this isn't just about weight loss. This is about improving the quality of your life, setting yourself up to live as long as you can. And so you're never too old to start down that path. okay? Because again, I like to think of this as weight loss wrapped in personal development. So yeah, I want y'all to lose weight, but more importantly, I want you to really enjoy your life. And I think really taking control of your mindset, starting to clean up your eating and your lifestyle are the ways to do that. I, always, I say this all the time. See, this is what I was talking about. Like, like, You can't just make the scale cannot be the only motivator. If the scale is the only motivator, you'll you at best will lose weight and then you will put it back on because the scale stops moving at some point, you know? And by the way, there's way bigger motivators than just the scale anyways. Thanks, Julian. Um, the bigger motivators are, see, you don't think about this, but it's like, okay, go go to your car today and put some sugar in the tank. I dare you to, right? You wouldn't do that in a million years. Why? Because the way you think about that is gonna fuck up my car. I don't wanna do that. And yet, you'll throw it into your body because you don't associate the harm you're doing to your body When you're with what you're putting in your your, food wise, you have to understand we live in a culture where the main advertising is food. And so the food advertising and the food culture has constantly it's minimizing the damage we think we're doing to ourselves. And I always reference this, but it's just like the cigarette industry. 1950s, 60s, 40s, 20s, 30s. No one was thinking about the damage the cigarettes were doing to them. You know, and that's what's happening with the food. 20 years, we're going to have warning labels on these foods. That's how dangerous they are. But you don't think of it that way. You just think, oh, I shouldn't eat this because I don't want to look bigger. Look bigger? <laughs> how about you want to live longer? How about you want to be happier? You don't think putting that shit in your body is making you depressed? Giving you low energy? Do you know what I mean? Like, like there are day-to-day realities that that food is causing for you that suck. So never mind just that looking better. How about feeling better? How about being the version of you? You know, anyways, Um, sometimes now I've lost weight and nearly a goal. I look at all the slim people and think I'm an imposter. Ah, yes, Jenny, of course, right? That's why I'm saying the mindset's so important. Your weight is a physical projection of your mental self. We all have a self image. We all have an identity that we hold of ourselves. And for a lot of people, if you've grown up overweight for a long time, or if you've become overweight and been overweight for a while, you think of yourself as an overweight person. And that's what needs to change. Program yourself then is this inside out approach to weight mastery. I don't think just losing the weight is enough because how do you describe, how do we describe people that lose weight and then put it back on, which is almost everyone. Again, numbers are somewhere between 85 and 95% of people that lose weight, put it back on. How is that possible? It's not their genetics. It's not their willpower. It's not their plan. They lost the weight. So why do they put it back on? And I think it hit the nail on the head that it's that if you think you're an overweight person, if you think of yourself as an overweight person, you're going to be an overweight person. So we can't just change the external behaviors. we got to change the way you think about yourself. You need to develop a thin and healthy mindset. The truth is, you probably have no idea how to do that. So again, listen to what I'm saying. I'm I'm helping you do that. That's what my programs do. That's what I'm doing here in the podcast is helping you develop that mindset so that you not only get the results, but more importantly, you maintain them. You keep those results for the rest of your life. That's what I want. Okay. Um, Yeah, absolutely. No, no good to think when I've lost the weight, I'll be happy. Exactly. Jenny, right? We can't. You know, that's one of the worst things you can do is if you're saying, well, once I once I lose the weight, when you hear that phrase, once I lose the weight, you got to slap yourself (laughs) mentally, because that's a bad, bad um, thing to keep saying to yourself, because you can be happy now. You can be confident now. You can be successful now. And then if you start to feel those things now, it's going to make it easier to get to your goal weight. Do not make your emotions conditional on your weight. One of the worst things you can do. Okay? Yes, you can be happier when you get the weight under control. Yes, you can feel more confident, more attractive, fine. But I want you to start practicing, feeling those things now, and you can, okay? So that's a good point, Jenny. Um, how do you stop thinking in terms of when I lose, when I <laughs> wear or do? Yeah, yeah. Um, again, you, well, I, in, in programming Yourself Then we use, the Program Yourself Then technique is really a hypnosis technique you use on yourself. It takes about a minute or two. And you do this every night. And what happens is you start to imagine yourself as the person you want to be. And you step into that. And what that does is it trains you how to be the person you want to be. How to think like that person. How to feel like that person. And how to behave like that person. And that kind of answers that question. Because you step into that reality. And you're practicing being the person you want to be before you become it. So that as you become it, when you finally become it, you not only does it feel normal but the path there is enjoyable see what you're all doing is you're trying to hold yourself hostage so that you'll lose the weight once i lose the weight then i'll be happy and you're so mean to yourself you're the mean no one's meaner to themselves than people that are overweight you're so mean to yourself because you have this belief the meaner i am to myself the more i restrict feeling good the more motivated i'll be to do it to put it in another way Almost every dieter is used to using pain as their motivation strategy. Tell me if this doesn't sound familiar. You step on the scale. You see a picture of yourself. The clothes you're wearing don't fit all of a sudden. Um you know you catch your reflection you got to go to the doctor someone says something mean to you about your weight and all of a sudden you're so upset about your weight that you say that's it i got to lose the weight and then you pick whatever extreme plan you're going to do and you start doing it now usually you don't get much results anyways but even the rare times you do actually stick with and start getting results this is what happens you start losing weight and now the pain starts to fade a little bit and so does your motivation And so this is a big reason why I think people struggle to maintain the weight loss because they're so used to using pain and beating themselves up to lose the weight that as they start to get to their goal weight, that fades away. And now they have no motivation. So again, program yourself then, we really want to motivate ourselves through pleasure. We use pain too, absolutely. Um, But it's more about really connecting to the pleasure of being who you want to be. And not even just looking how you want to look, but making it bigger. Being the person who you want to be, who's living life, who feels the way you f- want to feel. Um, again, we want to make it about being the best version of you possible. And one aspect of that is your weight, but there's way more context to it. And I think that's that's the right way to think about it, in my opinion. Um, yeah, the hard and wires. Yeah, I'm really mean to myself during this journey. Exactly. I, again, that's what most people do. They're, they're trying to whip themselves to do the right thing. And um, it's it's at best an okay short-term strategy. And it's rarely that. Um, but, but it's a shitty, horrible long-term strategy. You know, and you're going to f- find that out. So I'd start working on that right now. Right now. Um, and again, a lot of people don't even know what it's like to be motivated through pleasure to lose weight. Right, what you do is you is you got you got some vague idea of how you want to look or feel, and that's exciting. But really, in your head all day, you're being really mean to yourself, and I mean mean. I I, I've done over five thousand private weight loss sessions, and the things people say to themselves are just you would never say those things to another person. But you're so mean to yourself, and you think that's going to motivate you. But actually, what it's doing is it puts you into a horrible emotional state, and then that makes it way more likely you're going to overeat because eating and overeating and eating the wrong shit is your main emotional management strategy, right? So it's this awful loop where you make yourself feel horrible and the only way to not feel horrible now is to start eating. So again, that's a shitty strategy. What we wanna do is we wanna magnetize the goal, okay? That, that's kind of what Program Yourself then does in a nutshell, is it magnetizes the goal of wanting to be the person you wanna be. And the way you do that is you consistently connect to, you clarify and connect to, who do I wanna be? Who do I want to live as? What is the best version of me? And the more you clarify that and connect to it, the more you want that. Listen, pleasure is the biggest motivator. Well, I always say pain's good for making a decision, but pleasure is good for carrying it out. Our brain's pleasure-seeking mechanisms. Why do you think you're struggling with the food? It ain't rocket science. Why do you think? Because your brain associates with pleasure. You see? So we can't create this reality where us living in our goal way is built around us feeling like shit all the time, being mean to ourselves. No, no, no. You can't have that. No. You're That's not going to work. Okay? So we need a different strategy. And the strategy is Man, when I eat better, I feel a lot better. Holy shit, I slept good last night. I woke up, I got some energy. Oh my God, I actually feel kind of nice here. I ate some healthy breakfast. I'm feeling kind of good about myself. Hey, lunch, look at me, look what I did. This is kind of (laughs) nice. And then you start putting this positive stuff in your head. And that's what we do. We really develop and program yourself then we created a, a counter voice for you because the only voice you got in your head now is this negative, negative perfectionist voice that's always beating you up and whipping you. And what we wanna do is we wanna balance that out with a voice that's powerful and encouraging and supportive and nice. That's what we want. It works a lot better. I know you don't believe that because you've never done it, but I promise you it works a lot better. Program Yourself then was all created by talking with people that had lost weight and kept it off and figuring out how they did it. Not just what they did, okay, eating-wise, exercise, lifestyle-wise, but what did they think? What were the thought shifts that went from them being overweight to being thin and healthy? And it's not rocket science. When you have conversations with these people, it becomes very obvious that they're not in their head being really negative so always beating themselves up. They have changed the way they think about food, exercising, their lifestyles, and ultimately the most important change in how they're thinking is how they think about themselves. And so that's what we want to do. We want to model success. And most people are modeling failure. Dieting has, I don't know, a 95% failure rate. I, I don't know how accurate those numbers are, but let's be honest. I mean, what's your number? <laughs> how, how effective have diets been for you? How, how effective have diets been for anyone that you know? You know what I mean? Your whole life. Diets aren't, don't work. Okay. And so um, a big part of, of the process here is really becoming the person we want to be and wanting to become that person because it's amazing. You know, I sit here in front of you as someone who's lost 50 pounds and maintains the weight loss because I I fucking love it. I I love it. I I don't just love being this weight though. I want to make that clear. I do like being this weight, but I love living the way I'm living. I like thinking the way I'm thinking. I like having the future I imagine myself having. I like having the reality in the present day that I have now, you know, I love it. I love it. And so it's easier for me to continue and want to keep optimizing and making it better. There's no stress about it because I don't want to eat like shit. And here I am in front of you. I've been eating a lot of cookies. My eating's gotten squishier over the last couple of weeks, but that's fine because that's just part of the whole process. You know, that's part of the whole plan. And so December, I do let my foot off the gas a little bit. And then January, I'll kick it right back in again, you know? And I'm comfortable that it's a routine and a strategy that works for me, but I love it, you know? And so that's what I'm trying to say. Um, I've never struggled with my weight, but ever since I've lost, it's made me more insecure. Well, there's a whole nother story too. You know what I mean? That's a whole nother story. Is I always like to say this to people, you know, your weight doesn't dictate your emotions and you got to realize this. Weight and money are very similar in the sense that they're means to an end. They're not the end in of themselves. And what that means is just cuz you lose weight, just cuz you have a lot of money doesn't mean you're happy and fulfilled and successful. Okay, it depends on the process you used. It depends on other factors as well. So you can't just imagine, cause listen, folks, if, if just losing weight was just like the most amazing thing that ever lived and that's all that mattered, people would never put the weight back on. Okay, so clearly there's more to it. And so, yeah, a lot of people, by the way, I don't to get too deep into this, but um, a lot of people, well, I'll, I'll be, I'm gonna give you a hundred percent. Everyone, we all weigh what we wanna weigh you weigh what you want to weigh. I know you don't like that, but subconsciously you weigh exactly what you want to weigh. It's like a thermostat. You've set it to right where your subconscious mind's like, okay, I get it. Your brain's a prediction machine. That's its number one job. And it wants to maintain the status quo. I know you don't like being overweight, but you're familiar with it. You know how to be who you are as an overweight person in the world. And all of a sudden changing into a thin person, it changes relationships, situations, how people look at you. You may think like, well, if I lose the weight then I'm I'm more at risk of being attacked or or being assaulted. You know what I mean? There's a lot of limiting beliefs we can have in the background that are causing us to be overweight. And I think those need to be identified and addressed. You know, I I think. Um, Thoughts on weight loss injections. Um, I think that I don't think it's an answer. I don't think it's a real answer. You know, again I ask the question all the time when I get when I get asked this question, in in your life there's been a lot of promises for the miracle weight loss cure, right? We, we've gone through a bunch of them. Which one's been the miracle cure? You know? And usually I get the answer none. None of them. I don't think this is the cure because I don't believe that anything that doesn't include a mindset component to it is ever ever going to get you the results you're looking for i think you need to have a comprehensive holistic approach to mastering your weight in the program we talk about the weight mastery pyramid mindset lifestyle eating and i think the mindset lifestyle piece is the most important that's why i put them at the bottom I, i make the pyramid to imply the importance of them and so the bottom level is mindset i think that's the most important one then the next one's lifestyle, and then the eating. And so you do the injections, all that happens, first of all, it only works for a percentage of people, okay? Don't believe it works for everyone. It does not. And when it works, it works because you feel nauseous. And when you think about food and eating, you feel sick to your stomach so you don't eat. It's not a very pleasant way to go through things necessarily. And ultimately it never fixes the actual problem. I heard um, a doctor put it best. They're like, it's kind of like you're sinking in quicksand and someone throws you a shovel so that you're not sinking as fast. That's kind of like what the medicine is. Again, you're not dealing with the core problems with this. And then on top of that, I see Oprah now. And it's like, you know, I was just thinking, I'm going to make a video on this. Because it's like, listen, I, I like Oprah Winfrey. And I, I think she, I, I like her. I'm a big fan. I like a lot of her like kind of personal development stuff. I, I like it, you know. Um, but please don't listen to her with anything she says about weight loss. Please don't listen to her. OK, now that she's not, a, I, I think she's awesome in a lot of ways, but she has no idea what she's doing weight loss wise. OK, so please don't listen to her. Don't use her as an example. Don't use it as justification to start the injections. She doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. You know, so, so she was. I mean, how many times did she let us down the path? She has no idea what she's doing, you know, and you have to model success, not failure. And when it comes to weight loss, most people are modeling people that are, aren't getting results. You know, you're not looking for the person who's actually getting results because you think they're like an alien. You think they're totally different from you. They're not. They got strategies and ways of thinking about things that you can learn a lot from, right? Not exactly, I mean, you're never gonna, you're not gonna just clone yourself and be that person. But again, we wanna follow the model of, we we talk to, we find different strategies and things. We look at them, we take what works, we discard the rest in service of creating the perfect plan for us. You know, that's what I want for you. But um, the injections, I don't, again, I'm not like if you're an insulin, you know, if you're type two diabetic and you're taking it for insulin production, that's a different story. If you're taking it just to control your weight, I think that um, I I wouldn't play that game because a it's a new drug. Because a it doesn't deal with the real problem. B it's a new drug, and I wouldn't want to be a guinea pig. You know what I mean? Who knows what this stuff's gonna do? You know. B you know if you're taking it because you're obese and then it works, you know, and eventually you're not obese. Now you got a thousand, two thousand dollar. A month drug habit <laughs> um and uh yeah you're gonna you're gonna do, keep that up and then the second you stop taking the medicine the weight comes right back on because you never dealt with the core issue again you know and um and who knows who knows what the long-term impacts are who knows if the effects will last this is a new medicine you know i mean who would have thought that you could get your stomach you know cut down to a third its size and you could still put the weight back on you know, like, like I work with people that all the time that got the surgery and, and a year, two years later, they put all the weight back on, you know? So again, to me, that's like the most obvious proof that until you fix your mindset, you're always gonna be struggling with your weight, you know? And again, it goes back to the, the core idea that we've been so conditioned to think like dieters, which means we're always chasing shortcuts. We're always chasing the quick fix and we never just put the work into mastering it. And if you put the work into mastering it, you're way better off. I think, because to me, it's not even just about weight loss. So, okay, so you take this medicine and now you feel sick all the time so you stop eating so much. Okay, you haven't changed your mindset, you haven't changed your lifestyle, and you probably haven't really changed your eating. You're just eating less of the same bullshit, but just less of it. And so you're missing out on all the wonderful, beautiful things you can experience in life when you get your mindset right, when you get your lifestyle set in the right way so that you can thrive. I want you to thrive. I don't want you to just fucking lose weight. God, what a, what a impoverished goal it is. I just wanna lose weight. Well, you wanna be the same person? Cause I already know you're tired, you're stressed, you're exhausted, you're overwhelmed, you're emotionally all over the place. And that ain't the fucking weight. That's what's causing the weight. That's what's causing you to overeat. So you wanna have that same core and then just be thin? Cause that's you thinking, oh, if I'm thin, everything will be perfect. No, it won't. No, it fucking won't. What do you want from me? You know this already. You've lost weight before. You've already been at your goal weight. If it was so absolutely amazing, then you would still be there. There's more to it, folks, <laughs> you know? So I don't think some pill—the pill's never going to be the answer, as far as I can tell. I don't know. You know what I mean? Medicine's medicine, so maybe they will come out with some magic pill. But um, I just never believe there's just one simple answer. That's why I don't believe any diets. All the diets are one tactic. You think just cutting out carbs is going to make your life amazing forever? Really? Oh, is it that simple? You think just cutting your calories down to 1200 calories, just eating for eight hours a day, these simple, simple tactics. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's the point. You're minimizing all this. You just, you think it's one thing you need to change? I'm sorry if this is overwhelming to you, but aren't you tired of fucking just struggling, right? It's been a decades long struggle. You know, and it's because no one will shoot you straight. Everyone's trying to bullshit you. The The weight loss industry is built around people in the one thing. They always, it's like, because they know you're overwhelmed and exhausted and frustrated and all the rest and apathetic and all this stuff. And so they got to make their, it's a carnival game. Every diet is a carnival game where they're trying to make something that's challenging and difficult seem easy. Hey, just cut carbs. What, what could sound easier than that? Just cut carbs. That's all you got to do, right? But the flip side of cutting carbs is completely transforming how you eat well, that sounds a little harder. Can I, we can just go back to the carb part? Okay. And you, I don't know. No, all I got to do is cut carbs and I'm struggling with it. I struggle with, with consistency. Oh yeah, you struggle with consistency. I wonder why. Is it because you haven't, <laughs> you haven't been doing anything all of a sudden tomorrow's Monday and now you're just not going to eat carbs? You're just going to completely change how you eat? You know how overwhelming that is? You know, like dieters are the classic overcorrectors, right? They go from doing nothing to doing everything. And then they say, oh, I don't know why I'm struggling with being consistent. Hmm. I wonder, you know, it's like, if I never played the piano and I want to play the piano, I'm impatient. I just want to learn quick. I'm going to play 10 hours a day. Okay. That sounds like a great strategy. Let me know how the second day goes when you wake up and your fingers are all cramped up and you hate the piano. How's the second day of practicing going? How's the third and fourth day going for 10 hours a day, right? Cause that's what you're doing metaphorically with the diets. You're way overwhelming yourself. And then you're wondering why you can't stick to something. You know, it's plain. It's, it's obvious. It's too much. You know, <laughs> Julian says I found that sometimes anxiety causes me to want a snack. Julian, congratulations! <laughs> congratulations, right? I'm laughing because it's like no shit. You, you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm joking with you, but but it's like this is a, I, I this is what I do all day. This is the journey I've gone through. My clients go through. But it's becoming aware of shit that's right in front of our face. I love this example of how our brains work. That if you close one eye and look at your nose, you see it. Close another eye and look at your nose, you see it. Open both eyes, your brain deletes your nose. Okay? So your brain is constantly deleting, distorting, and generalizing things. And there are a lot of challenges and solutions that are right in front of you that you are not seeing. Okay? And so that's a perfect example. If... Um, If you don't know why you're snacking and you think it's because you don't have any willpower, you don't even understand what's going on. I say this especially like emotional eating, which we could say that's emotional eating. And so it's like, if you struggle with emotional eating, which I know you do, because that's really the number one reason why anyone's struggling with their weight, um, you don't want to just stop emotional eating, which I know is what you want to do, but you don't want to just stop emotional eating. You want to understand it because there's different reasons why you're emotionally eating. And so you should understand what they are. So Julian said, okay, when I'm getting anxious, I'm snacking. Great. Okay. Now you're a step further and what a step it is because the other thing what you're doing is saying, I got to stop snacking. Well, what do we do about the anxiety, right? So you stop snacking for two, three days, but you got rid of your anxiety reduction technique, right? So now you stop snacking for two, three days, but you're ready to fucking kill someone. <laughs> right? that ain't good. And then you go back to snacking. and say, oh, uh, I don't want to be overweight, but it's better than feeling all anxious and stressed like I was right? And this you could apply any emotion here. So once we know it's anxiety, now the magic starts, right? So we go from what the problem is. I feel anxious to what's the solution. I want to feel more calm and relaxed to the magic question. How can I feel more calm when I feel anxious that doesn't involve food? That's the magic question. Because as soon as you have better strategy than the food, because right now the food is your main strategy for managing your anxiety, And so once you figure out a better strategy to manage your anxiety that doesn't involve food, you're going to start losing weight without doing anything. Do you see what I mean? And you're going to feel better because the food is not reducing the anxiety. It's distracting you from the anxiety because as soon as you're done snacking, the anxiety cranks right back up but even higher because now you're adding on the snacking on top of it. Okay, and so once you actually go at the core problem, you not only are going to help yourself lose weight comfortably and automatically, but you fucking feel better instantly. And that's the point of this, right? The problem isn't just the weight. The weight's a problem because of the anxiety. You know, what a way to look at it, though, right? Again, it ain't rocket science. We're just never we're never thought about this. Um, Cheryl says, first timer, like what you have to say. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. I'm saying it every day. So you guys ever want to tune in? I'm here every day at noon. Um, got the podcast, just program yourself then. Thanks, Julian. I, I hope that helps you out, right? Um, and great job too, by the way, right? So again, now, Julian, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, you were here yesterday, I believe, or, or one of the last couple of days. And so this is a classic. I'm not, I'm not saying this is exactly how, I might have my, my facts mixed up here with you specifically. But what I constantly find with people when they start listening to me is that I'm pointing out things that are right in front of you. And so you might've been struggling with snacking for 20 years, and all of a sudden you listen to me and say, "Oh, it's cuz I'm anxious." And now all of a sudden you're you're 10 miles down the road further than you've been in 20 years. And that's one of the key points I always try to make that the diets you're not walking any path. You're like you have probably been dieting for decades, and if you're honest with yourself, you know as little about how to lose weight right now as you did before you started your first diet, which is to say the last 10, 20, 30, 40 years of all your dieting and all your thinking about food and all your thinking about weight loss, you haven't fucking learned anything. You're in the same spot you were when you started, if not worse, you don't know shit about it. You know what I should, you know what you should eat, right? Cause the diet industry, the weight loss industry is constantly telling you what to do. Eat this, exercise this way, do this. And then it's left up to you to get yourself to do it. And you don't have the first idea of how to change your behaviors, how you feel, or how you think. Imagine this, 30, 40, 50 years of dieting and you have no idea how to change your behaviors, (laughs) your feelings, or your thoughts. And don't tell me how to change your behaviors because willpower doesn't count. Willpower is a band-aid on a gunshot wound. It doesn't last, it doesn't work. It's not you. It's not because you don't have enough willpower. Okay, you got plenty of willpower because you're using that willpower in spades in other areas of your life. You get yourself up to go to work every day. You get yourself up to take care of your kids every day. You got plenty of willpower. (laughs) Your weight has nothing to do with a lack of willpower. It has to do with a lack of strategy, a lack of understanding, a lack of knowledge of how to get yourself to behave, feel and think like a thin and healthy person. And you've never learned that. And you haven't realized it because the diet industry has literally hypnotized you to think about weight the way you think about it. And you're stuck in a trap and you just keep fucking bouncing from diet to diet and you never get anywhere. Best case scenario is you start losing weight and now you've done this enough times. You've lost weight and put it back on so many times that now you're apathetic. You can't get motivated to do anything. So here you sit thinking about wanting to lose weight 24 hours a day and nothing's happening. You know, and that's why you got to get on a different path. So that's why I say, again, if you haven't, please um, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you, watch the training I give you. Even, I know you're not going to do it now, right? It's a couple days before Christmas, but just sign up for it because I email you every day as well. Important, encouraging, supportive stuff that you're not getting anywhere. I promise you. I promise you you're not. So go do that. Allie says, love the email to read ingredients on the back of food, drink labels to help view them differently. Yeah, right? So, that, and Ali just said that. So she that's the email. That's like, that's the type of emails I'm sending. I'm sending you real, real emails. My mission in life is to help you master your weight. For me, this is life or death. Um, my, if you don't know, my dad died at 54 of a heart attack. I was nine years old. I mean, I can draw a straight line to that experience of why I'm here right now talking to you. Um, but even with that experience 10 years later, and I knew his I knew it was his weight and his lifestyle that were big contributors to his death. Um, and I was, I'm never going to let that happen to me. Ten years later, I'm 50 pounds heavier, going down the same... I'm A worse path, because I was a binge drinker, too. And so, um, again, I just... The universe smiled upon me and put a bunch of things in my life at a very important time. I grabbed onto him, and here I sit in front of you, a transformed person. And this is what I help people do, okay? Okay. Um, and I do it in a unique way. I like to think I'm the most practical person there is when it comes to your weight mastery. And so, get on my email list, and th- that's just one little. Th- this is what I mean: do do something little, right? Because you're you're tuned, you're conditioned. When you think about your weight loss, you can only do giant things, right? Big job. Okay, tomorrow's keto day. Tomorrow I start my keto plan. Tomorrow I start my intermittent fasting. Tomorrow I cut the sugar out, right? It's all these big giant, you know, wax at the piñata. But instead. Do little things, little consistent things. And the little thing you can do today is go sign up for the emails. You know what I mean? Because then that's an action that if you take that action today without doing anything else, now you're getting emails consistently. You know, So now at least get in your head. At least you get to see a different perspective. You know, And it'll change the way you think about weight loss. And if it doesn't, you're like, this guy's an asshole, just unsubscribe. It cost you nothing, you know? Uh, Penelope says, thank you so much for this. Yes, I'm 63 and finally understanding this. I appreciate you. You're welcome, Penelope. And again, I appreciate you um, sticking with it, you know, because 63 is young nowadays, <laughs> right? Because you have the opportunity to learn new things. Thanks, Marcy. Um, you have the opportunity to change and to grow and to evolve, you know, to live longer, to enjoy the years you have in your life, you know? Um, and so it's never too late. Ever, never, 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 never. Okay, so great job, Penelope. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Jody. Jody says that mean voice is gone. Thank you, Jim. Yeah, Jody's awesome. She's in the program and that's what she works on. You know, again, struggle with the the diets and all the bullshit for so long. And again, she's a classic example because she's, tell me if this resonates with anyone, right? Tell me, because I know if you're listening to me this long, you're an overthinker. I know you're in your head. And if you're an overthinker, there's a great chance you're a perfectionist. And you're just so mean to yourself and you're just always putting yourself down and you don't realize it. But that internal dialogue, the way you're talking to yourself, is literally what's controlling your weight. Um, in the hypnosis world, we always say you are your own best or worst hypnotist because you're up in your head talking to yourself all day and night. And that is dictating your how you think, how you feel, and ultimately how you behave, which dictates your weight. And so Jody's such a great example of someone who, again, super smart, super aware, super super action-oriented. You know what I mean? She's a professional. She, she's super smart. So why was she struggling with her weight? Because she'd never learned how to deal with the mindset piece. You know what I mean? All of a sudden she gets that roadmap and everything changes, you know? So that's what I try to say to you because, again, the big part for me is that it's not even just your lifespan. It's the quality of life you have. And I know that your, your weight and your inability to change it, you internalize that as a personal failure. And you you take that on yourself You say, I am I can't do it. I'm a bad person because I haven't changed my weight. And I'm sitting here trying to tell you, it has nothing to do with the person you are. It has to do with what you know. And where have you learned how to deal with your mindset in terms of your weight? Where? Because no one's teaching it. Everyone's just telling you what to do and they leave out the most important part. And so it's not that you can't do it. It's that you've never learned how to change your mindset, how to change your strategies, all these things. You know, um, Penelope says, please share the hypnosis, what you do at night. Um, well, at night, okay, so it, it's hard to explain. I and mean, this is the program piece of it. Um, program Yourself Then really has three main components. The most important part is the Program Yourself Then technique. It's just really two techniques. It's the redo rehearsal technique. And we do that at night. Um, and it takes about a minute or so. This one's the most important because, as I said, you are your own best or worst hypnotist. You have to learn how to program your subconscious mind. I can't do it for you. No one can do it for you, okay? I can help you with it, and I help you with another piece of program, but you have got to learn how to program your subconscious mind um, very intentionally and specifically. So that's why this technique is so important. So, I mean, again, going through it, 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 it's just more than I'm going to explain here, but it's basically the redo technique is you learn from your mistakes, which is very important. And then the rehearsal is you imagine tomorrow the way you want it to go as the person you want to be. And what this does is it hypnotically, it allows you to become the person you want to be, because it's almost like, you know, you can go to the gym to work out your muscles, but you have no place to work out your mindset. And that's what this is. It's basically a strategy for you to work out the mindset that you want to have, to develop it, to work it out, to become that version of you. And so that's kind of, that's the hypnosis at night. Um, Very simple technique you use. Again, it takes about a minute or so. It's fun. It's easy to do. Um, Next is the Weight Mastery Blueprints. Um, So again, there's the Mindset Lifestyle Eating Blueprints. And so this is a fill-in-the-blank workbook uh, that you fill out. It takes you about an hour. But now you know how to think like a thin person, how to live like a thin person, how to eat like a thin person. It is customized to you. Very important. Okay, and so now you have the strategies for that. And then finally, um, every day, I send you a... So I, I deliver the program through your phone. And so every day, I know you're gonna wake up and look at your phone, there's gonna be a message from me, you click on it, and you got your five minute hypnosis session. So every day, you're starting your day relaxed, calm, centered, hearing all this powerful hypnosis that's putting you into a better mindset. And just doing that, you're going to go through the day more relaxed, calm, and you're going to make better food decisions. So there's eight weeks of that. So again, the program is very comprehensive and then there's you know the coaching with me. But so it's hard to go through the whole technique right now. I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, yep, totally relate to this. Yep, I, I get it, Julian. Um, Cheryl says, yes, please share the hypnosis. What to say at night. It's more than sharing at night. It's this whole process. So again, I, I just don't want to get into it because um, I have like a whole training that does it. So again, when I do these Q&As, I'm kind of just bouncing back and forth all over the place. Um, the, the training just takes a little bit longer and I, I don't know who's here and stuff. Um, yeah, emotional eating is a negative response. Yep. Um, I appreciate your work, Jim. You jump-started my weight loss. I finally have overcome my addiction. Great job. Great job, Jay. That's awesome. And I bet that's helping your, it says, it says your performing artist coach. So that, here's the thing, right? So as you overcome the addiction, as you jumpstart your weight loss, as you feel better, I bet that helps you be a better performing arts coach. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. Again, take your weight loss, wrap it in personal development. What are the most important areas of your life? Might be relationships, your work, your personal development, whatever is most important to you. I want you to realize how much better those things would be if you got control of your weight. Not just because you look better, Right, that that's a bonus. But I'm talking about feeling better, right? When you feel in control, when you feel like a powerful version of yourself, when you're thriving, when you're flowing in your life with your health, with your mindset, everything that's important to you improves. Your work, your relationships, your your health, your energy, your happiness, everything improves. So that's awesome, Jay. Great job. What's up, Karen? Uh, Nora says our friends and family aren't aren't always our cheerleaders. We need to be our best supporter. That is true, Nora. That's very true. Um, We always assume they should be, you know, but uh, again, I always say this, that you have to understand though, and I think you should go into it with some empathy, that when you start making healthier choices, when you get on this healthy weight mastery path, this health mastery path, um, it's kind of like you're holding up a mirror to everyone else, you know, and and, and people start to feel like, oh, I should do, you know, they reflect on their own situation. So don't take it personally when people aren't um, really big cheerleaders for your success. Okay. Don't take it personally. A lot of times it's just their own inner stuff they're dealing with. Um, but, yeah, you're right, though. You have to be your own best supporter. That's very true. Very, very true. What's up, Marcy? How's it going? All right. Agreed, agreed. Marcy says, Sharon Osbourne talks about that. She threw up for three weeks on that drug. Yeah, she lost 40 pounds. No, thank you. <laughs> That's what I mean. Uh, Sharon says, it gives you opportunity to lose the head noise to concentrate on changes. Meds are helpful to calm the brain. Then you have ability to change habits, slowly eating, movement. Um, yeah, Cher, I don't know. I, I, I mean, technically, I guess that's kind of true, but I, I know a lot of people doing the me- that are on the medicine that aren't, they're not getting any psychological support, so they're just feeling nauseous and not eating and nothing else is changing. They're not working on shit. Um, and I have people in the program that are on the medicine that are genuinely learning strategies to deal with it while they're on it. OK, but I think if you just you don't you know what you know now and you start taking the drug, like, what are you learning? Like, like, how, what are you practicing? You know, honestly, you know, I think like oh, here's just an example. Right. So I, when I say mindset. We will focus on habits. Right. And I find most people have no idea what habits are. You, you got like you have like an idea what a habit is. You do it regularly. How do you change a habit? Oh, I just use willpower and change it. OK, so you have no strategy there. Again, there's just an absence a vacuum of knowledge. What's a habit? You've been trying to lose weight for 30 years. What's a habit? Uh, Something I do all the time? Okay, how do you change it? I just stop it? You know, so again, this is where the medicine, to me, is not enough. I mean, it's just, there's a vacuum of knowledge. You don't know how to change how you think, how you feel, how you behave. And the medicine, it does, may calm the food noise down a bit. What do you do now? You know? By the way, the food noise... You know, this shit makes me crazy because you want to talk about food noise. I've been thinking obsessed with food noise for 30 years. What do you think creates food noise more than anything else? Your internal dialogue, what you're saying to yourself. You've been, every, every commercial you see is a hypnosis session, a mini hypnosis session. And so you're watching network TV and you see, you know, the same commercial 10 times for a fast food restaurant or some candy bar. You think that might be affecting the food noise? You know, the way you react to that commercial, you think that's affecting the food noise. So again, I don't know, like, like the food noise. Oh, I take this thing. Oh, now I'm not thinking about food so much. Well, it's like my clients get that all the time. (laughs) You know, I don't know. There's other ways. This idea that the only way to calm down food noise is is medicine is crazy. Uh, Whimsical by Shelley. Look up Dr. Robert Lustig regarding some scary preliminary studies on the injections. Yeah. Brain guy connection. Are you a doctor of brain-gut? This is the reason for cognitive behavioral therapy. Hi, Jim. I cannot open that Calm Holiday session in today's email. Oh, really? That's just a SoundCloud link. Um, You can go find it. If you go to SoundCloud, you can just search up Jim Katsula's SoundCloud, and you'll go to that page, and then, or you can probably just search up SoundCloud Jim Katsula's Calm Holiday, and it should come up. I don't know why that link's not working, because I know people were, were clicking on it. Maybe I'll have to resend it, though. I'll, I'll check that out. Um, Cher says, anxiety, there isn't magic. Have you put brain chemistry and balance into the equation? Um, damn, great point about the anxiety up. Yep, Julian likes that. I'm glad. Um, Cher says, oversimplification. <laughs> you want know to about oversimplification is that medicine? Ozempic's the biggest uh, oversimplification there is, in my opinion, if that's what you're referring to. Um, can you restart the program? Miss getting my reminders. Yeah, Marcy, shoot me an email though. I will I will never remember this. So please email me at gym at program yourself then and I'll restart you with them. All right. Uh, Julia says you Julian says you're a genius on this weight loss thing, educating us all. I kinda am a genius on this thing. Like I don't consider myself a genius in life with a lot of things, but with this I do because I've been obsessed with it for 30 years. And I come at it I have a unique uh, story, you know. I think most weight loss out there, again, is people telling you what to do. And me, one of the things that makes it unique is I am helping people actually do it. And so I always think like I'm kind of on the ground level helping normal people go from being out of control because, you know, it's, it's it's never, your behavior is like the top level thing. Your behavior, again, if we, if we reverse engineer your behavior, your behavior comes out of your feeling, right? You know what you should and shouldn't eat. Sometimes you eat that way, sometimes you don't. And if you look at it, what's dictating that it's not the knowledge you already know what you should and shouldn't eat that's the same so what's changing it's how you feel the times when you eat the healthy food you're usually in a calm focused motivated state the times when you say when you eat the wrong food you're in a state where you say i don't give a shit. I i don't care you're frustrated you're depressed you're angry you're mad and you eat the wrong things so what leads to the feelings it's usually your thoughts and again you know if we reverse engineer it's very obvious you know so that's what I've had an education on I'm obsessed with this I read 50 books a year I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions working with people in depth how do you go from thinking like a thin health from an overweight person to a thin and healthy person and what broke it down and just you know obsessed with it so thank you for saying that I appreciate that Um, user says thank you so much for your support you're welcome you're welcome thanks for listening Denise over 60 turning 65 tomorrow continuing my journey no diet just process of elimination All right. good job Denise happy birthday to you that's awesome. I always hear people that have their birthdays around Christmas time. I always a little bitter. Are you one of those? I, I know like, um, a lot of times, like the birthday gets overshadowed by Christmas, right? I have a client whose birthday is on Christmas, <laughs> but, but happy birthday. That's awesome. I'm excited for you. Right. Turn to 65. Never knew it could feel so good. You're on, you're on a great path. Um, how do you do the member gift badge thing? I don't know that either. Um, how do I get on your email list? Yeah, go, go to my go to my bio, right? So if you're on um if you're on TikTok, you click my little picture up on the top left corner. And then I think you have to click another link and that brings you to my bio. And then you click that link and um, it'll bring you to a page for a free hypnosis session. You fill in like five questions, um, and then I'll send you the session. It takes a couple minutes to send it to you, but I'll bring you to a page where there's a training, three steps to master your weight. Um, I send you a hypnosis session and then I email you all the time. You know, good stuff. So that's all you have to do. Yeah, or ProgramYourselfThin.com is is another way you can get there, all right? Um, Jim, do you do intermittent... Hold on a second. Do you do intermittent fasting, too, as part of your lifestyle changes? Um, Yes, okay. I call it nighttime fasting, okay? And I make that distinction because I started doing this 30 years ago. There was no intermittent fasting that I knew of. Um, but what I wanted to do is, I, I when I went to bed and when I stopped eating, I wanted to make a bigger window there because I used to eat right up till bedtime, which is funny. Last night, last night we went out um, to watch some music, and I usually stop eating around six, seven o'clock, and I start eating the next day seven, eight o'clock. That's my window I have now, m- pretty much every night. Um, last night, yeah, we went out. It was like. 8:39 o'clock and we're eating a big thing of nachos and I had the most wild dreams today. I woke up with a headache. So it's like I just never do that. But anyways, um intermittent fasting I think is I I like it. I think giving your body a break of eating is wonderful. It's natural. That's normal. That's how we evolved. We didn't just eat all day long. You couldn't. And so I think giving your body a break from eating is wonderful because digestion is an enormous use of energy. And so when you give yourself a break, I think it's good. I don't think there's anything magical about 16 hours and they make such a big deal out of that and that's a hard thing for some people to do. So what I would suggest, I call it nighttime fasting and it's basically extending that window of time between when you stop eating and when you go to bed. One of the best things you can do in your life because um, not only will you reduce calories, but more importantly is you're gonna set yourself up to sleep better and improving your sleep is probably the number one thing you could do to support your weight loss okay so again what i suggest you don't have to go straight to the extreme but you could start maybe stop eating you know again i don't wherever your typical window is when you stop eating before bedtime maybe a half hour more an hour more and then work on making that longer and i think that's very very helpful so that's my suggestion on that one um, pain oh, dumb question, but how do you define personal development? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's dumb. Um, it's kind of a vague term, I guess I use. What do I mean by personal development? For me personally, it is, it's like I think of. I'm gonna give you kind of a long answer here, but for me, so much changed thirty years ago. You know, the time I talk, I, I felt pretty lost with things. I was fifty pounds heavier, binge drinking depressed. I didn't, I was felt very trapped and, and not good. <laughs> I took a semester off from college and no shit. This all happened within like a month. I got exposed to hypnosis, neuro-linguistic programming, Tony Robbins, personal development, yoga, martial arts, hypnosis. I, I said that meditation, um, and guitar. And so guitar, yoga, meditation, martial arts, Those are all mastery paths, meaning there's no end to them, right? You just keep getting better and better and better and better and better. So to me, personal development is this process of getting better forever. Um, And I find that to be the most fulfilling, exciting path to be on. And so for me, personal development is... It's my guitar practice. It's reading and getting smarter and more knowledgeable. It's developing my business. It's being the the husband and the father I want to be. It's having the level of health that I want to have. It's reading books that I read, watching documentaries. Um, you know, and again, I, I have ideas for the future. I'd like to draw more, um, walking. You know what I mean? Like, it's all things that make me feel better and set me up to feel better as I get older because my orientation is not to accomplish. Like, it's not really like a finish line. It's really... It's walking this path of mastery in the best way possible. And so I implement the 1% improvement strategy as well. My goal is to get 1% better each and every day. And I have a number of things that I want to get better at. And so for me, that's, that's kind of personal development for me. That's how I internalize it. Um, yeah, Karen says she wants to restart the program also. Yeah, just shoot me a message. I can, I can restart you guys whenever you want. So just shoot me a message and I will, um, I'll restart you. But, but you got to email me because um, I'll never remember. Um, Julian says, are certain diets better than others though? Um, no, listen, every diet is just a, a way, a tactic to reduce calories. All weight loss is achieved by creating a, a, a lower calorie consumption on average. Okay. And so they're all just strategies to do that, right? Specifically tactics to do that. Um, stop eating carbs, stop eating for 16 hours, count your points, count your calories what, what it doesn't matter pick any diet you want it's a it's usually a strategy to reduce calories so what i always suggest is look at all the diets and take what resonates with you and feels like it's going to work for you discard the rest create your own plan there is no magical diet i mean if there was the most magical diet i suppose that seems to be the most well-respected one is probably the mediterranean diet i guess um because there's a focus on vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, you know, fresh proteins, you know, um, and a limited you know fish, fish or meat in a limited quantity. Um, but those di- that diet seems to be probably the best one. But again, what I look at is it never ends. I mean, you're always optimizing and tweaking your diet um, as we learn more, as you understand yourself more and figure out what works for you. Uh, so it's a never-ending process, but there's no diet I've seen out there that's just like, oh, that's the one. There's eight billion people on the planet, right? We we all like and eat different things and thrive on different stuff. So again, I think you have to stop looking for someone out there to magically just give you some magical plan, and you start creating your own magical plan right now by trying out different things and recognizing what works for me, what doesn't work for me. And if you take that approach. Um, it might seem a little bit slower, but you're going to end up getting way better results because you're building it around you. You know, That's why I don't really talk about what I eat because who gives a shit? It's me. You know what I mean? Like I'm me. You're not me. You don't like the foods I like. You don't live my lifestyle. So I don't like to really get into the specifics of what I eat. I like to talk about the strategy of how I created it. You know, And that's part of it is really looking for what serves me, what really resonates with me and works for me. I think that's the question people need to start asking more. You know? Um, thoughts on intermittent fasting to solve insulin resistance and weight loss Um, again you know it's the intermittent fasting I think I think they overstate the fasting piece of it you know because intermittent fasting is just a tactic to reduce calories and if you reduce calories and start losing weight typically you're going to improve your insulin resistance you know and weight loss Right. So it's like, again, a lot of times diets are trying to take like all this credit for what's going on when in reality, it's just a natural consequence of, um, reducing calories and losing weight, you know? So yeah, again, I I was just talking about this. I, I don't intermittent fast. I call it nighttime fasting. So it's usually, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 hours, you know, a night on average. Um, and that works for me. And so, you know, if intermittent fasting works for you and you enjoy it, knock yourself out. If you're struggling with it, you don't have to intermittent fast to lose weight and improve your, your diabetes and insulin resistance, you know? Do um, people who have IR have difficulty losing weight? I find it that I lose weight so slowly. Um, you know, I don't know. You know, every person's different. Um, I, I will say this, okay? So here's the belief. Slow weight loss is not no weight loss, okay? So understand that. And if you can orient yourself to what the real goal here is not to lose weight, it's to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on near autopilot. So who gives a shit how quickly or slowly you lose the weight? You got to get out of that mindset. You got to get in the mindset, I'm going to lose the weight one time. The weight loss is a phase, right? It's going to take you a couple weeks, months, years to lose the weight. And that's it. Now you're at your goal weight. And now everything should be focused on how can I live at that goal weight for the rest of my life? You know, who gives a shit how quickly or slowly it happens? You know? Do you lose weight slowly because you're insulin resistant? Probably not, to be honest. And if you do, who gives a shit? That's your, that's your situation. Some people lose weight quickly. Some people lose weight slowly. That's just, that's the facts. And so if you lose weight slowly, so what? Um, losing weight, eating healthier, living healthier is going to help your insulin resistance. Um, and then who knows what you can transform into? You know, there's another aspect of reality called epigenetics. You know, we tend to think of our genetics as this fixed thing that we're born with, but there's a whole aspect of genetics that's epigenetics based on the environment we live in, what we're putting in our body, what we're doing. And so as we improve our lifestyle over time, as we improve our environment and live and eat healthier, we start to um, transform ourselves. You know, every seven years we regenerate. Um, So I'm not saying you just get rid of type two diabetes necessarily. Although a lot of times people reverse it. I've seen that happen multiple times. So again, don't let the slow weight loss be a deterrent for you or even anything that slows you down. So what? So it takes you a little longer. No big deal. Um, because again, the goal is to get to that, that goal weight and live there for the rest of your life. All right. Um, Tom says, any supplements you recommend or teas you recommend? Um, no, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't. I'm not a supplement guy. I prefer, I call it the living vitamin strategy. The supplements I take, I take in the form of salads and fruits and vegetables, to be completely honest. Um, am I missing some? Probably, you know, but but I, you're always going to miss some, probably. I, I don't know. So I've not seen conclusive proof that supplements are great, but maybe I'm just ignorant on it. You know, I, I don't really know it. So again, to me, I'm more fixated on getting the most natural form of nutrition into my body that I can. That's usually in the form of vegetables, Fruits, greens, beans, um, things like that, you know? Um, All right, everyone, I'm going to get out of here. Got to go. Thanks so much, guys. Great questions today. I really appreciate it. Uh, If you haven't yet, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you, watch the training I give you, read the emails I send you, right? They're all going to help you out. Um, I have a podcast. It's called Program Yourself. Then you can listen on any of the platforms. Listen to it. If you like it, leave a little review, right? Write a little, write a little... Jim, you're, you're awesome. It helps the algorithm, gets it out to more people, and that's helpful. Um, yeah, and if for whatever reason I don't see you, so I see you, Marcy. You're welcome, as usual. Uh, email me. I'll be looking for it. And then if I don't see you guys before Christmas, have a wonderful wonderful Christmas, wonderful holiday, whatever you're celebrating or or not something we should have the day off no matter what. Um, so, so enjoy it as much as you can. Enjoy the food, right? Actually enjoy the food, right? You don't have to eat perfect. Eat your cookies, eat eat whatever you're eating and enjoy it, okay? Because that enjoyment is gonna be a foundation for your success as the new year comes around. And we'll talk about that, all right? Um, Thanks, thanks, Merry Christmas. I appreciate it, everyone. Have a super day and we'll talk soon, bye.